Welcome, 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 variants from across the multiverse. This is Geekverse Reactions brought to you by Mando Talk, and we are hyped up. I am loving that intro music, man. I vibe with it every single week. It gets me going. Sometimes, you know, it's a rough day, but then as soon as I click play on that Geekverse Reactions music, <laughs> I am hyped and ready to go. And joining me this week to discuss all the recent news and fun things in the geek verse in the past week is none other than DJ Foster at Rebel Scum Texan. DJ, how's it going? It's going great, man. I've had one. I've actually personally had a fabulous day. And, That's good. That is good. And um, a lot accomplished today. In fact, right within at six o'clock, I met up with somebody on Facebook Marketplace and bought a brand brand new to me dresser. Okay. okay. Uh, for my for my my upcoming child. And, um, the fun thing about it is my wife who is five months pregnant says I can get in the back of the truck and hold the dresser while you drive. And I, I was like, no, not at all. Hold and up. How long was this trip where she about, was going to hold this? <laughs> it was 15 minutes. Ooh. Okay. But, but the whole time I was like the most nervous driver. I was like, sure, sure. I mean, I was just in. And plus, it's also here in Fort Worth. It's about to start thunderstorming. So yeah. hopefully no one loses me tonight. Sure. Well, um, but hopefully it, I've got it prepped to where if I do lose you, we'll still be able to continue. We, we got this. <laughs> we got it. So anyway, my afternoon after my evening has been eventful, but all's good. I got a new dresser in my home. Yeah. Good to go. So, so are you one of those that as soon as you get a used piece of furniture, especially like this, are you going to try to like change it up a little bit? You're going to sand it, repaint it, stain it. Like, are you just going to leave it as is? No. In fact, she's already like talked to a friend of ours. I don't own a handheld electric sander, uh -huh. but, but she's got a, we've got a friend who does have one. And so she's like, I've already talked to Alexis. She's going to let us borrow her <laughs> sander. And I'm going to, I'm like, okay, but like, don't do too much. Let me kind of like help. Like, sure. you know, I mean, if anybody's watching or listening and you've, your spouse has ever been pregnant, you know, you're going to know I got to do a little extra, not just because, you know, you have to, but because like, there's this part of me that's just like, I can't let you do all of this on your own. So right. anyway, um, yeah, we're 100% changing it. She's like, yeah, I'm going to sand it. Then I'm going to paint it. And I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't care. I'm, I just know I'm going to end up helping. So <laughs> All right. Well, fair enough. Good luck with that, sir, yeah. because I know that that is a pain in the butt whenever I have to do stuff like that. But anyway, I am so excited uh, for this week's episode of Geekverse Reactions. And if you are new here, if you're listening on the podcast or watching on YouTube live with us on the playback, doesn't matter. We are so close. We are now five subs, five subscribers away from our current goal of 100 subscribers by the time that the book of boba fett the upcoming live action star wars show uh, hits disney plus like i've said a ton of time in the past these past few weeks i really do genuinely think that we can break that goal easily well before december before the book of boba fett in fact hits so Absolutely. help us get to that goal click that subscribe button on youtube if you have not done so we would greatly appreciate it it really helps us out as far as getting our content out to other people some more and also like the video again that just helps the algorithm you know how youtube is you know the more likes the more clicks the the more likelihood someone else is going to see it so do all those nice and fun and and good things for us uh, to help mando talk and geekverse reactions 
uh, to get out there in in front of people. And we would again, we would greatly appreciate that appreciate that but with all of that down and out of the way we've got a ton of marvel news we got a couple of dc news pieces and then toward the end of the show we will get to our main topic if you will the title of this episode and that is like our honest opinion so far on what if i have caught up i finally got the chance he to did get it caught everybody up. he did it and i'll talk more about that later but dj <laughs> let's go ahead and get into our news segment if you will First up is Marvel News. DJ, what is first on deck? You know, Marvel News, a lot of crazy stuff kind of happening out there and possibilities that we could potentially see somewhere uh, in the future. But right off the top, James McAvoy talked to Collider on the possibility of playing Professor X in a future X-Men film while he makes the rounds to promote an audio drama based on the novel The Sandman. Now, Caleb, have you have you had any kind of interaction with this novel, The Sandman? Because I personally haven't. Nope. That's that, once I read this, once I read this in our notes, it's the first I've heard about it. See, and I hadn't heard about it until I found it the other day, and I thought, okay, you know, this is something different. And I really do appreciate when other you know actors and stuff kind of go into other areas. But the fact that he's doing an audio drama, I was like, that makes a lot of sense for someone like McAvoy. Yeah. Um, not to mention he's got some new TV show coming. I think to Peacock, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and that's looking really interesting. I can't remember the name of it, but we're talking about X-Men and we're talking about James McAvoy specifically. Yeah. <laughs> well, Collider is just doing this great job in this, in this conversation they were having, basically just asking McAvoy, you know, they tossed out this idea of him playing a young John Luke Picard from Star Trek, um, in like a prequel kind of setting. Uh, but ultimately he said, it just, it's just too obvious of a choice. He feels like if someone were to do it, it'd be somebody else would probably be uh, better suited. So, however, when he asked, uh, when he was asked about returning to Marvel, he did have this to say, and I'm going to directly quote the Collider article. I feel like I got to explore not everything I wanted to explore because there's always more surely. Uh, but I got to explore a ton of Professor X and I feel quite satisfied with uh, what I got out of him as a performer. So as far as that, you know, entails with us uh, here at uh, Geekverse Reaction slash Mando Talk, does this give us any hope to see James McAvoy return to Marvel whatsoever? Caleb, what say you? I think it's certainly possible. And I do think that Feige, I don't know if he's mentioned it, but he's toyed with it. He's teased it that eventually the X-Men are going to cross over into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. However, I think that we are currently a ways away from that. I think that they're first focused on getting the Fantastic Four incorporated with the MCU. So I think the X-Men and that franchise has a little bit to go as far as getting that set up. I would love to see McAvoy return as the character, but I will, I guess, use this as an opportunity to see. I haven't seen him as Professor X. Really? I haven't watched the recent X-Men movies beyond like the original, I think it was what, three or four that came out uh, yeah. with with all the main cast and crew that, mm -hmm. that first kind of, uh, in a sense, kick-started this whole comic book yes. craziness as far as films go. X-Men, that original trilogy or four, I, I don't remember, was it it's three or four? It's trilogy. trilogy yeah. Okay, that origin, original trilogy really kind of kick-started all of this, so we really do have to thank uh, all of those involved with that a lot as far as yeah. this genre becoming more important. But I say all of that to say I would love to see it because anything I've seen McAvoy in, he's great, but yeah. I have not seen him as Professor X personally, so I can't speak to it as much as I would certainly like to. Maybe I need to put that on the homework. 
it's not a bad thing to put on the homework list, to be totally honest with you. I mean, when WandaVision was coming out, mm. we got that tease of Quicksilver. And that's mm-hmm. specifically the Quicksilver from the X-Men universe that uh, we've seen with McAvoy. And so my wife and I, I've never seen all the X-Men movies at that point. She's definitely never seen them. So I was like, hey, let's watch all of these. So wh- whichever ones we couldn't, you know, just have on a streaming platform, we rented. And we ended up watching all of those James McAvoy movies. And I can say that if he were to return as Professor X, I would personally be excited. I okay. think underneath the the feige umbrella it would be better done and those of you who are listening or watching and have seen all the x-men movies you understand that there are some major valleys that take place in that story where it's like what is happening why did they do that yeah and i remember after watching dark phoenix i went to a facebook group and i was like how you x-men fans fans how how do you do it how how do you maintain sanity watching these because sure. there's a lot of stuff that just is insane. So I think with Feige, if he were to join, you know, it'd be great. What do you got? You will, and I think that part of that is why I haven't checked out the newer films is because I've heard such negative criticism about them. And I feel like that's just af- affected me yeah. in feeling like I don't have to go see it. So maybe I just I should just formulate my own opinion, finally yeah. watch the things. And that's then go what I had. There. That's what I had to do. I just had to formulate yeah. my own opinion. Well, as far as that goes now, does this give us hope? And we may have already answered this, but does this give us any hope to see him join the MCU or any of the X-Men for that matter? Yeah, I definitely think so. I, I think he's very much open to the idea. And if they want to incorporate, if they want to keep the same cast or, or at least familiarity, if you will, I don't see why as long as this character landed for people as McAvoy acting as Professor X was yeah. good for the fans, then I don't see why they wouldn't go ahead and consider yeah. at least incorporating him again if the reaction from the fan base was positive for his character. I, in my opinion, it was very good. You know, okay. I kind of jumped into the middle of all of it in a weird place. I saw Days of Future Past before I saw any of the other ones. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was like a piecing the puzzle of the story together. But anyway, that's what we have about James McAvoy and the X-Men universe. So sure. uh, if you have anything else you'd like to add, just drop us a comment underneath the video or tweet at us at Mando Talk or at Rebels Come Texan, and we will make sure to talk back to you about this because even though Caleb has not seen the X-Men movies, I have. I'd love to talk to you about it. I think it'd be mm. a good time. And Caleb would too once he gets around to watching yeah. all of them. Sure, sure. Like 20 well, years of film there. Yeah, well, we'll get to specifically Professor X, a little bit more later in the show, though, whenever we get to kind of like a little speculation so segment, if you will. Just a, just a small tease, just a little bit, just a little. Uh, but we wanted to stick with the news and, and can keep giving you like the straight up facts and not necessarily teases or, or speculation. So the next thing on our news piece is all about Eternals. And boy, oh boy, you know, your boy here is pumped about Eternals. And the more I hear about it, the more pumped I get. And the the information that we've got this past week as far as Marvel's Eternals goes is that it's a, a reportedly getting a listed runtime of two hours and 36 minutes. Now, the direct is the reporter for this. Does this length get us excited? And I will go ahead and say for a absolute fact that for me, that runtime of two and a half hours essentially is perfect for me i can't wait to see it i think that there's a lot of world building that eternals is going to need to do because we got to know why have these peeps not shown up 
all these previous years. I uh, can't wait to finally get that answer, and I think it's going to be pretty cool. So, what DJ, what do you think about this two-and-a-half-hour, essentially, runtime of Marvel's Eternals? It doesn't phase me one way or the other. I mean, okay. I'm, I'm of the opinion that uh, most – at movies of this proportion should be two and a half hours you sure know? except think, um venom. except venom <laughs> yeah i mean but with that and i still have i, I did not I ran out of time yesterday Ooh, to watch comes out this friday let's I'm gonna go make, i'm gonna make it happen i gotta make it happen this week but um you know i think most movies like this should be two and a two and a half ish hours in fact you know the thing about this is that it's making it longer than avengers endgame which I'm not sure. I can't remember already if you mentioned that or not, but um, it, it's Is supposed it to be than Avengers that's, that's what this article via the direct uh, has said. In fact, the direct picked up this information from a Russian film distributor bulletin called Kino Metro, which, you know, I just immediately when I hear, Oh, we picked this up from some Russian website. I'm like, well, that's sketch, but, um, but, it, but they actually have been true to their listing before we you know Halloween kills and the last duels run times are accurate according to their website. So yeah. um, it, it's supposed to be long. And also Batman, uh, the dark Knight rises was like two hours and 45 minutes without with like without credits Ooh. and yeah, so I didn't even realize that. So like, if you can sit through the epic conclusion to, Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy mm. getting into something that is going to be a world building experience like Marvel's sure. Eternal shouldn't really be a problem. It's not yeah. for me, you know, so I think it's a great, I think it's a great call as far as yeah. time goes. Okay. Fact check time real quick though. Avengers Endgame is three hours and two minutes. I don't oh. know if that's with or without in credit scenes and credits and everything of that nature though. Okay. But Stay I don't correct. think Endgame had end credit scenes, if I'm remembering correctly, because no. they tried to make that to where, oh, that's the conclusion of this phase. Yeah. But they didn't really tease anything up. So that's okay, though. Still, in that that's two, on me. Yeah, that's on no, me. No, you're good. Two hour to 30 minute mark, I think is a sweet spot. I think it's, it's not too long. Yeah. It's the perfect length as far as this genre goes. And the more that I, I see about Eternals, the more I hear about Eternals, the more I look at the posters, the images, all the characters. Like Kit Harrington right now is talking finally about his character coming up in Eternals. And I think it, I don't want to misquote something, but I'm pretty sure I read something today of Kit like making a joke of how they tried to match the actors personalities to their powers in the film and he was making this joke about how richard madden the lead character uh was able to shoot lasers out of his eyes and, and yeah. he's just like a normal human as we start the film so kit was kind of poking fun at that and, and those two guys you, you know me game of thrones those are my boys i can't yeah. wait to see these two perform together hopefully i don't know if we'll see them together in the movie but regardless uh we'll see them together on screen at least in separate scenes, and I can't wait to see it. I know myself and Maddie both. Uh, I, I admit it. I have a man crush on Jon Snow, Kit Harrington. Uh, he inspired me to grow my hair out, honestly, but luckily I came to the conclusion that I just can't do it like Kit Harrington, Jon Snow. So that's why I no longer have long hair. But anyway, we're getting really personal there. That's, but that's anyway, <laughs> anyway, you let us know out there what you think of Marvel's Eternals being reportedly from the direct two hours and 36 minutes long. I think that that is good news, in my opinion. I think that's a sweet spot of any comic book action-packed sci-fi uh, film. With that down and out of the way, let's move on to our next news piece, and that is about Shang-Chi. 
a film I still have not seen. Now, I will say this, though. It just got super busy for me this past month. You know, those of you that don't know, my profession is a teacher. Uh, The beginning of the school year gets super crazy. But next week is fall break. I have plans not only to go see Venom, but I'm going to try to sneak in a Shang-Chi viewing as well. Do it in one day. I might, man. I might just make it a back-to-back like viewing party for myself. I'm just going to go to my local movie theater. I'm going to get a large bucket of popcorn, and I'm going to hop from one movie to the next. Now, I will buy both tickets. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to try to illegally hop. I want to give my money to these creators that have worked on these films in such trying times, if you will, as far as movie theater releases go. Uh, so that those are my plans. We'll see if it happens. I do know I'm going to go see Venom. I'm too excited about that film. But anyway, let's get back to the news, man. I'm rambling. I'm having too much fun having a conversation with you, DJ. But anyway, I Shang- do have that effect on people. <laughs> sure, sure. Shang-Chi, <laughs> it has topped domestic box office with... million as of this past Friday. This is now passing Black Widow as the highest grossing film of the year. So a simple question here that I have just to pose straight back to you, DJ. Does this fact that Shang-Chi is now the highest grossing film of the year domestically, does this surprise us? Not at all. I mean, we've lacked uh, any real reason a big event to go to the movies we've not had anything really this year aside from shang chi and black widow that would warrant this is something we have to go see so and it makes sense marvel's the box office topper and it has been for a long time sure with that being said i'm not surprised it makes all the sense in the world it's marvel it's a brand new character um to me it just sets up where we're headed next so yeah, yeah i'm not surprised at all Okay, and and another thing, too, that you kind of mentioned there with Marvel being so successful, I know looking back on Black Widow and looking at those numbers, Black Widow, in my opinion, I felt like in a normal setting, it well, 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 well underperformed. So do we think that that whole idea that Disney was originally doing with this same day release on Disney Plus premiere do we think that negatively impacted the box office totals for Black Widow? And I'll go ahead and just simply say absolutely. I think that there was a lot of people that preferred to just kind of stay at home, pay the, I think it's $30 for premiere access, and then they're able to watch that movie more than once uh, for at least a few days. I don't know how long that runs, but in my opinion, absolutely, that release of putting it on Disney Plus and in the movie theater in the same day uh, negatively impacted Black Widow. But do you think that Black Widow would have beat Shang-Chi if it had had only a theater release? I don't think that's in our notes, but I think no. that's the question that just popped up in my head as I was kind of saying those statements. That That's a tricky question to answer. I mean, we've had Black Widow for a while, and mm-hmm. there are diehard Black Widow fans out there from just comic books, you know? I mean, you know, Scar Jo's done a fantastic job as as the Black Widow, so... To see her, I mean, she's a very well-known actress, one of the top actresses in Hollywood. It's really hard to say if it would have affected it any differently. You know, it's its its, its own what if, if you will. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I do, to go to the original question, yeah, sure. I mean, it 100% negatively affected the box office because most people, I mean, 
not like us, but most people are like, I don't have to go to the movies. I can just sit at home. I mean, and watch it. It's no big deal. Or I'll right. wait until it's on streaming, which it's about to be on streaming. You know, yeah. if it's not already, Oh, it is already on streaming. So, and Shang-Chi's coming out here pretty soon on streaming. Mm. So for me, I think on Disney plus day, I think they announced that that was coming to Disney plus yeah. on Disney plus day. Okay. And then that's something else to look forward to alongside of Disney plus day. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, so with that being said, yeah, black widow being released on Disney plus 100% it hurt its box office totals because you don't have to go see the movie if you can just spend. And, and you think about it, if you're a family, I come from a family of six. So mm-hmm. if you 10 bucks a ticket, you know, basically that's yeah. $60. You cut that in half, watch it at home. I get it. But multiple the, times. <laughs> exactly. And, and they're making money that way. So, yeah. and there was the whole lawsuit thing that Scarlett Johansson went through and you know, props to I, her, by the way, on waiting until that film was done being in movie theater to come out and make that a thing props to her i think that's extremely professional of her i agree i think that was very professional of her because it just you don't want to do that during the movie because it'll hurt it'll hurt whatever else is going on on disney plus right and i think that she wants to have the possibility perhaps to come back as black widow and i i think we'll see that and somehow or another you know Mm -hmm. Um, there, we have a multiverse now, so anything's possible. Sure. So, I, you know, as far as all that goes, yeah, it hurt it. I, I, and there's not really much else to say on, okay. as far as I can tell. Yeah. Well, this does make me want to bring up another film that I'm looking really forward to for this okay. year. And that is Dune. Now we've previously talked about what to expect from the box office. As far as Dune goes, I really don't think Dune's going to blow the box office away. And the reason for that is it's on it's going to be released on HBO Max at the same day and not for an additional price like Disney does mm-hmm. on HBO Max. It's just available to whoever has HBO Max. So right. in a sense, customers of HBO Max feel like they're not paying any extra money. They're basically feeling like, oh, I can watch Dune for free at the house. <laughs> so yeah. that in itself, I just felt compelled to kind of mention that. Because, again, Dune is so fresh on my mind right now. I can't wait for well, that film. And, anyway. and the truth is, Dune's fresh on all of our nerd minds. And anybody sure. who's been looking forward to this has been thinking about it. And I'm with you. I think most people aren't going to go see that in the theater. Now, streaming has its own way of working out profit. And I think it's all like, like I don't understand cryptocurrency at all. Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like cryptocurrency and profit through streaming are the same thing. <laughs> even though i know they're not it's just i don't know yeah. how do you how does it work no clue so all that to say yeah most people probably won't go see it at the theater either because they're already paying for it right you know and even then if you're like me and before i had a hbo subscription i was like i'll just sign up for the one month thing so i can watch the snyder cut and then yeah. call it a day <laughs> but you know i now have the subscription and i love it you know i love uh-huh. getting that's how I was able to watch Seven Samurai, which I did finish, by the way. Yeah, there you and, go. And um, it's an amazing film. Everybody should see Seven Samurai at least once. But all that to say, yeah, that's that's kind of what streaming's doing to us right now. And yeah. I, I think it's unfortunate because I am a movie theater guy. Sure. But, you know, teach their own, I suppose. Yeah. Well, congratulations to Shang-Chi on its successful mission, if you will, as far as becoming the number one in the box office domestically for this year. We will see if that holds. I know we have a pretty incredible film of Spider-Man coming soon at the end of the year that I'm sure everyone is going to want to go see. 
uh, and maybe Eternals too. I don't know. Maybe that'll get the Game of Thrones fans out and wanting to go see it. And who knows? Who knows? And those, I, I do and those think Angelina it, Jolie fans too. Don't true. About that. <laughs> I think Eternals is really going to call to a lot of audiences. But anyway, yeah. anyway, that ends a kind of our news segment there for Marvel. But we've got some speculation things coming up, and and with that in mind, I know that sometimes spoilers and, and knowing anything about films is kind of cringy for some of you so with that in mind uh here's kind of a spoiler warning uh i decided not to show images with this uh, only because again if you don't like spoilers I don't want you to be spoiled with this, but just listen to our visual descriptions and you can just kind of get a visual image for yourself. And if you feel compelled to go do some further research, you can. Uh, I can try to link the images and things like that into our description of the YouTube video and of our podcast. But with that down and out, DJ was really the one that did all this research. For me, this completely flew under my radar. So, DJ, what is the speculation, if you will, or the small tidbits here and there that are leaking online? What do we got? This this I would consider a major spoiler. Okay. I really I really would because, you know, it seems so random. And spoiler stuff, alert. <laughs> yeah, when stuff like this flies under that radar, it's really hard to unsee it. And that's where I am now. So sure. if, if you're wanting to know nothing about Dr. Strange, come back in like five minutes, five minutes. That's a healthy number. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just going to read what I've got. So final warning. Here we go. Here All right. So, so fans are getting just a little bit heated about some new information coming out about Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness after some images of a pre-visualized uh, Wanda Maximoff looking similar to what she did in a comic book storyline where she kills Professor Charles Xavier. Mm -hmm. Now, again, major spoiler type situation here. There sure. are two, two images have come to us via two different Twitter accounts. No idea if they're linked. I'm assuming they're not because it's so random. But <laughs> it comes to us from this guy na uh, named at CMB Royale and G Wotam or Wotam. I'm not really sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but anyway, right. on Twitter and they put these images out there and I found it through Reddit. Okay. And so um, I'm going to read a, a Reddit. Now this is any, literally anybody on Reddit could have wrote this, Agreed. but there were plenty of people on Reddit who were like, this is a terrible idea. And uh -huh. this one was the quote that I was like, this is, the, if I'm going to quote anything, this is the one. So it comes okay. from a Reddit user named least cap. And their quote is, if this script actually follows through with the rumors that Wanda kills Patrick Stewart's Professor X, by the way, that does specifically say Professor X, not James McAvoy. So we're looking at a very strange situation. They said it would be an all caps, big middle finger to the fans who watched this character for 20 years. He had his arc. He had his closure. Let him be and don't kill him just for a quick bit of fan service. Now, that ends the quote. I 100% agree with this quote. You don't bring Patrick Stewart out just to let him die again. It just seemed like it's very distasteful. Uh, it, it's a disservice to those X-Men fans. And I think it puts the story of Logan, which was a phenomenal movie. I mean, I saw that at a drive-in movie theater. And even in mm -hmm. a drive-in theater, it was fantastic. And all that to say, you just don't, you just don't do that to patrick stewart i think it's a bad idea if they do that um yeah. now they can kill james mcavoy i don't care but <laughs> i mean because he 
it's whatever. But you don't mm-hmm. take Charles Xavier, you know, Patrick Stewart, John Luke Picard, and drag him out just to say, we're going to kill you. And he's just going to be like, okay, you know, whatever. I mean, it just, it seems like a bad idea. Caleb, what do you say about this? Uh, I think it would be a bad idea. Um, <laughs> kind of leading into the next question, though. Yeah. I don't think this is a legit thing, if I'm being completely honest, only because I feel like Feige would know that why would he incorporate an X-Men character if he hasn't even set up this idea of X-Men being in the MCU yet and let alone a, a big moment like that. If this previs image is legit, I feel like it may have been just thrown out there as far as just like a concept that creators were thinking about doing. But by no means do I expect this to actually come true. And who knows? Maybe it's just them messing around. And, and maybe it's one of those situations where you know these studios put things out there on purpose to get the fans stirred up. This might be one of those situations, in my opinion. I just well, don't see this happening personally. Well, let's not forget that a very similar situation recently happened with uh, The Mandalorian, where we were misdirected with a certain Jedi named Plo Koon. And Facts. it's very possible that Feige said, Ooh, Favreau, Filoni, y'all are doing that over there. Lucasfilm. I got an idea. So yeah. it's very possible that throwing out this random previs of Wanda facing off with Charles Xavier is a massive misdirection. And it could be a character we already know very right. well that she's fighting. And I don't know the storyline of Wanda Maximoff all that well to mm-hmm. know what the Scarlet Witch is capable of beyond what I've already seen in the MCU. Sure. So by the time we get to uh, Dr. Strange two, you know, by the time we get to it, I think we're going to know, okay, this is pretty much bogus. You know, yeah. it's, it's really not another way to describe it, but, yeah. but to go off of that, would we like to see any X-Men characters show up via the multiverse of madness? In, in one Again, way or another. I'm, I'm going to say no, only because I want to focus on the characters that they have already created that I think they've set up multiverse arc lines or arc points. Yeah. If you will. Um, and hold off on incorporating the X-Men until they have set it up. Well, man, I don't know. In WandaVision, they brought Quicksilver back for a reason, that actor. Uh, So they're definitely teasing with the idea of get ready, it's coming. I don't know if that's enough for me personally to be like, oh, okay, I'm ready to see see them all in action, fully incorporated. But they're definitely teasing the idea. Well, that's kind of where the nugget of this this question came from for me because I was like, well, we've already gotten – um ralph boner <laughs> also <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the dumbest na- combo of names ever but um you know he- he's there you know that's i can't i'm blanking on the name of the actor um who plays who plays evan him. peters evan peters thank you you know he you're right he, they wouldn't have just thrown him in there just to throw him in there I, I really feel like they're they're saying hey you know we're going this direction in the future and let's not forget that can- canonically within marvel comics the mm-hmm. father of wanda maximoff and quicksilver is magneto correct um and the fact that that he is the father of those two twins canonically yeah um is very important for us to remember now i don't know if what we saw in wandavision screws with that at all mm-hmm. but um you know it's a, it's a thing you know it, it exists and that's something that we as as movie fans should be prepared to see adapted in one way or another. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think it's definitely possible to see. I don't want to come off as I absolutely do not want to see it or things like that. Like as long as they incorporate it correctly, I think it would be cool. Yeah. I just don't need to see it yet. I, I, I would yeah. personally like for them to build it up a little bit more before fully uh, committing to it. And, yeah, and I guess it depends it on in Doctor Strange in the multiverse of, of madness. How much time are they going to give Wanda? Like, is this really a Doctor Strange sequel or is this a sequel to WandaVision and Doctor Strange all combined? Who knows? We don't know yet. I think yeah. once we get more info about that film, I'll better be able to answer the question of could we potentially see X-Men incorporated into in the multiverse of madness. Yeah, and it's hard to say because, you know, Captain America Civil War was not a Captain America sequel, in my opinion. Yeah. If anything, it was a sequel to Avengers Age of Ultron. Agreed. Um, and I, I still stand, and I know several people do, that should have been Avengers 3. Well, um, you guys let us know what you think about that. Um, again, tweet, comment, all the things. But let's move on to our next thing because uh, speaking of Civil War, here goes Paul Blart on a segue. Just roll on by. Um, and we got Spider-Man no, no Way Home news, all right? And a little bit more kind of a, a speculation thing. So yeah. in, in Spider-Man No Way Home, a fight will supposedly take place between Strange and Spidey. We've kind of gotten a little bit of that in the trailer already. In sure. which Doctor Strange, however, will use his cloak to trap Peter, me meaning Spidey will technically wear the cloak of levitation, which that's speculation, but it's fun speculation. Sure. So it doesn't matter. And this comes to us via this very random website called Cosmic <laughs> Circus, which again, I'm just digging out like the deep trenches of the, of the, <laughs> of the underworld of the internet this week. But yeah. regardless, even though this is kind of a technical spoiler, it's more just kind of like fun speculation, if you ask me. Sure. Um, sure. So, so Caleb, what, what are your thoughts on Spider Strange <sighs> happening Means, in No Way Home? That'd be cool. I'd love to see it. Uh, I mean, and what if they've toyed the idea of getting like a spider strange yeah. character with that cloak? As far as like a confrontation between the two characters, sure. Like if they have a confrontation for a brief moment as far as, okay, what's best for this situation that's really going right. down? Uh, I could see that and I could see it kind of being a funny moment where, you know, strange throws that that cloak on him to trap him. And it, it, it's kind of funny, but it, it leads to kind of a cool visual and a cool moment. Yeah. I could see it. I could see it. But I don't think like the the uh, feud, if you will, between the two will, will last long. I think if anything, it would be more so like comedic relief in the sure. film. And my tins foils hat over here says uh -huh. that uh, we're actually getting Strange Supreme and he's kind of like the underlying villain of this film. That's my like, again, I not read that anywhere. I just saw the what if episode and was like, he's the bad guy. That's yeah. the guy. And like if him and Spider-Man kind of, you know go at it would be really cool sure but you that'd know, be I, really yeah that would be cool <laughs> it's just be out there and i'm like listen when civil war came out i was like i am 100 watching superheroes punch each other in the face yes yeah. because that's exciting stuff if spider-man and dr strange they're more like acrobatic and real mystic-y you know doing all this stuff you know yeah. it makes more sense for them not to punch each other in the face <laughs> however i still want to see them punch each other in the face because It'd just be a good time. So that's what yeah. we've got as far as Marvel stuff, I think. I don't think we missed anything. Nope. Uh, that's kind of where we're at tonight. So let's move on into some DC news. Yeah, let's get um, into some DC. DC news. DC news, yes. Um, and not not the not not the politics, but the comic books. Because <laughs> that's where we that's where we live. 
but I yeah, we, in that world. we we live in comic book world. We yeah. live in the geek verse. We live Absolutely. in the geek verse. Okay, first thing as far as DC news goes, I'll probably butcher this name, so bear with me. I would too. Barbara Muschietti, That's the Flash producer, said in a now deleted comment on Instagram, "There will be no Flash trailer at DC Fandom in a couple of weeks." Now, because that comment is deleted. I kind of want to say we might actually <laughs> I feel like we might get some form of a teaser only to be like, yeah, okay. Yeah. We said initially that you weren't going to get one, but here's something to uh, make you feel a little bit better. I mean, we've been getting like these costume teases, like images that keep getting put on Instagram. I think we're do something for the flash, but I wouldn't be upset if we didn't get anything for this film. What, what do you think DJ? I'm not upset if we don't. I would actually, this is kind of one of those films that if I never saw a trailer, I wouldn't mind. Um, mm. Weirdly enough, because I have been following the DC, you know, EU for a while now. I mean, you know, I've actually been trying to get all of them on Blu-ray just to have them because I am a huge Batman fan and the Man of Steel was just an incredible movie. So anything that ties back to those, you know, makes me excited, makes me happy. Um, but if we don't get a trailer, that's fine. And if we do, that's a plus for me. So no skin off my nose one way or the other. Okay, sweet. Now, what's your excitement level for this film? You know, when I was watching the Flash TV show, I got off of it because I just, it got boring, you mm -hmm. know? And I, I was in this, I'm in the same boat. I mean, once, once Stephen Amell left the Arrowverse, I was like, I don't even really want to watch this anymore. I, I got into the Arrowverse for Arrow. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, I love the Green Arrow TV show. I thought it was fantastic. I mean, I got a green background. It, it, it's not a coincidence. I'm just going to be real honest with you. Um, so the fact that the Flash TV show is that way, you know, it just kind of like, ah, I've seen the Barry Allen thing. It's every season is you're not fast enough. Well, we're going to get you there. And I just, unless Warner Brothers in the cinematic side of things can change that, mm -hmm. then I'll be excited. Right now, okay. I'm not as excited. I'm actually just excited to see Michael Keaton, to be real okay. honest. That's what I was going to say, is I'm most excited to see, and rumored Ben Affleck, I'm excited to see multiple Batman yeah. in yeah. this film. I think that'll be really cool, which is kind of unfortunate. We're sitting here watching a wanting to watch a Flash movie mm -hmm. for Batman, not for Flash. Yeah, uh, but I, that's just kind of the world that, we live in, I feel like. That's what brings in the money. That's what brings <laughs> yeah. in the money over there at DC is Batman. And they all Agreed. know it. They all know yeah. it. Yep. All right, DJ, what's next for DC? Well, we got just uh, one more thing really for DC, and it actually connects a little bit to Mando, uh, to Mandalorian, but only like uh -oh. a, but only like a sliver. Um, I can already hear that Mandalorian music playing. Yeah. So we're all familiar with the absolute crap fest that was Batman and Robin, uh, starring <laughs> starring George Clooney and uh, the Joel Schumacher directed uh, Batman. May he rest in peace. But, mm -hmm. um. With that, because the ba the Batman is coming out within the next year or so, I, I think less than a year at this point, uh -huh. Robert Pattinson's Batman, somebody out there just, they said, you know what? I have the best idea for someone to play Mr. Freeze. And it was none other, none other than uh, Moff Gideon himself, Giancarlo Esposito. Um, and somebody had this insanely cool looking image that they drew up of him as Mr. Freeze. And I was like, book it i love it that's fantastic like as far as fan casts go 
I, mm-hmm. I've never been more on board with a fan cast since Rosario Dawson being cast as Ahsoka. Mm. I think mm. it, I think it's like perfect fan casting. So Caleb, I see you nodding your head. You've got a blue background. So yeah. let's go with what, how do you feel about Giancarlo being fan casted as I want to make sure it's very clear fan sure. casted as Mr. Freeze in Robert Pattinson's Batman universe. Well, yeah. And that's what I was going to say. You mentioned that this is specifically for Robert Pattinson's Batman universe. Yeah. I think that visually would nail it. I think yeah. it would crush it. Yeah. I think Esposito as Mr. Freeze would be insane. Yeah. In a good way. I, I don't want anything else at this point. Now that this fan casting is out there, I expect Giancarlo Esposito. There is Mr. Freeze and no one else. That's all I have yeah. to say. <laughs> well, that's that's all fine. I remember back when Doctor Strange was first kind of being teased, and that goes back to Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Was that mm-hmm. kind of that first name drop we got of Stephen Strange? Rumors were floating about that Joaquin Phoenix could potentially mm. play uh, Doctor Strange, and for a long time, I was like, "Nope, I." no i don't want to watch benedict cumberbatch i want to see joaquin phoenix's <laughs> doctor strange and then sure. we got and then we got joker and so once yeah, we got yeah. joker i was like okay he's fine I, I don't need to ever see him as anything else but joker ever again or uh caesar from gladiator but, <laughs> right right or or meryl from signs <laughs> just those are my those are my three joaquin phoenix movies but yeah anyway as far as fan cast go i think it's a great call it's fun times and it makes it makes a lot of sense to me Giancarlo is a great bad guy although i've only seen like one episode he was in a bad batch i'm not bad batch mm. i'm so sorry um what was it um, uh breaking, breaking bad. bad yeah it's the yeah. b it's those b words sure um breaking bad I, I thought he was great in the one episode i watched he was in and then also of course moff gideon mando mandalorian is just yeah. fantastic so i like add it. add another one to that list and okay. i know you haven't seen this but he is they're building him up as more of a villain in the boys and oh, he is yes. crushing it in that show i think he got emmy nominated i think he got emmy nominated for the mandalorian as moff gideon he also got nominated for the boys like Double this was wow. this was the year of Giancarlo Esposito. It's yeah. quite unfortunate that he didn't win any of those awards, but he's crushing it. He's, he's going to nab one. He's one of my yeah. favorite performers out there right now. So I would yeah. love to see him in, in any type of universe uh, they want to, or he wants to play in. Okay, that is all of our DC news. Real quickly, though, I have some things outside of Marvel or DC. And the first thing that I wanted to talk about was Netflix's 2021 Ta-dum, highlights now this is apparently is a new event that they plan on doing every year where they kind of release maybe you know like your disney plus day your dc fandom like all those different things this is basically netflix's version and in this netflix to dumb 20 man i, I feel silly I whenever i yeah, read I know. it <laughs> i feel silly when i read it like normal to dumb yeah. but you have to like say it like Ta-dum, in order for it to even sound catchy if it you say, that, say it normal epic. it sounds stupid if i'm being completely honest <laughs> i love it oh, but anyway great. netflix is to dumb <laughs> i can't, I can't not, do it you can't do it <laughs> do it. No, i need to okay. take over <laughs> no i got it i got it i got it okay in this event we're just going to reference it as the event moving forward uh we got a witcher season two trailer <laughs> 
a Witcher season two trailer. And I, for one, am somebody that loved the first season. If I'm being completely honest with you, watching the first season of The Witcher was the first kind of show that sparked my energy and interest in starting Geekverse reactions. Okay. That's how much I enjoyed The Witcher because I wanted to talk about it with somebody. Uh, But we got a season two trailer for that. And also in this same universe, Netflix announced a family-friendly series as well as season three of the original show, the witcher so that's big news for those of you that are witcher fans i know for me henry cavill in season one phenomenal i loved it can't wait to see season two and that trailer looked great we also got a army of thieves teaser which is a prequel to Zack snyder's army of the dead i have not seen army of the dead yet dj have you seen that film no and you haven't okay i feel like i need to because i've heard so many good things about it Sure. That and, and also, you know, we've got Zack Snyder's sort of Star Wars esque. Yes. Good call. Out. So I kind of want to get an idea of what that feels like because outside of the DC universe, I've only seen like one other Zack Snyder film, and that's 300. And yeah. And so for me to like jump into that, I really want to, you know, see how that, okay. that goes. Yeah, me too. I need to add that to the list as far as my homework goes. Uh, other things re- released during this event uh cobra kai season four trailer i'm somebody that has loved cobra kai up to this point that's in the karate kid universe if you will uh i've thoroughly enjoyed that show so i I suggest anybody out there that if you love the karate kid and you just love a good tv show check out cobra kai if you have not uh season four is coming out at the end of this year uh extraction two The first Extraction movie was directed by none other than the Russo brothers, who we know from Marvel, Avengers Endgame, and a couple of other Marvel films. I can't can't wait to see Extraction 2. I was a big fan of the first one. And also Sam uh, Hargrave. So I think the Russo brothers produced Extraction, but I think Sam Hargrave directed Extraction. And that is important to me because Sam Hargrave has been the second unit director for the Mandalorian season two. Mm -hmm. And I believe he is second unit director for book of Boba Fett. So that in itself lets you know of how talented Sam Hargrave is as far as, you know, action and fight scenes and things like that. So I can't wait to see extraction Two. the trailer looked good. And then the last big takeaway for me from the Netflix to dumb 2021 Uh, event was stranger things for its teaser trailer uh i'm a big stranger things fan we're we're a big stranger things fans over here in in my house um dj what do you think of all of these different things that i've mentioned is there one that sticks out to you uh, of the big highlights that i took away really extraction is the one that stands out the most for me and just to confirm it is directed by sam hargrave and it is um written by joe russo okay so, gotcha you know, there's that um yeah. and i didn't i wasn't aware that it was based on a novel until this moment but oh i didn't know it was based on a novel either yeah it's based on a novel uh whatever however you pronounce the spanish word for caution is the name i, I think it's suidad or cuidad i don't really know how to i don't remember okay. that side of spanish that well but um anyway it's based on a novel which i thought cool um and i i mean honestly i, I like chris hemsworth I mean, I think he's he's great, and I want to see more of that. 
that character in that storyline. I thought the first extraction was great. Yeah. Uh, nonstop testosterone, bang, bang, <laughs> pow, pow, shoot them up sure. stuff. You know, I love that kind of stuff all day. Bang, bang, pew, pew. Bang, bang, pew, pew. It's a callback to Thursday, um, which I guess, can I go ahead and plug, plug it, man? Plug so it. This, this coming Thursday, we're going to be on Mando Talk and finishing out our review, our spoiler-filled review of Star Wars Visions. And as of right now, I believe I can say that both Jacob and my brother Gavin will be back to, That's the plan. to um, finish out Visions with us, which I know Gavin's ready, um, which by the way, he actually broke his toe yesterday. Ooh, oh so, no. so him, he'll be, he'll be limping in here whenever we do this on <laughs> Thursday. But um, beside the point, you know, I'm really looking forward to that. And so we'll, we'll get to talk all those kinds of things soon, but back to the topic at hand, as far as the to dumb highlights go, which either they need to work on the name. I'm with you. They need to either work on the name or make it not sound silly. I just, or maybe sure. give it an abbreviation, like just to dumb stand for something. Uh-huh. Like that's what I kept thinking. I was like, is this not an acronym? Like the whole time I'm reading this, looking up, up until today, because you actually added this to our Dude. show notes, I thought it was an acronym. It's just absolutely it silly. It took me several days to figure out that <laughs> Tadum was not an acronym or anything for short for anything. It was just, in fact, Tadum. And I, it finally clicked. Oh, that's the sound that it makes whenever you pull up the Netflix app. Which, like, we all know that. <laughs> but, like, gosh, I mean. I, I honestly didn't even know Netflix was planning an event. I didn't oh, either. And so this is all like, <laughs> oh, to dumb, like, to dumb. I don't know. We got to figure out something with this. But anyway, by the way, I've looked this up before. You uh, can download the Netflix to dumb as a text tone if you really. Want. Yes. Hey. It's, it's so I thought that was I'm never going to look at that noise or or listen to that noise the same anymore. I'm every time I hear Tadum now, I'm gonna think of why did they name their event that? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like I'm gonna go home tonight and watch Netflix just to hear that and be like, all right, I'm good, and then turn it off. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, all right, listen, we got one more thing before we get to Marvel's What If, and that is this image that's going around. It's our first look of The Last of Us, uh, the show that is keeping Pedro Pascal too busy to shoot The Mandalorian season three. Uh, Obviously, I'm not too salty about that uh but anyway i'm excited to see this uh personally i have never played the last of us game before so i can't wait to dive into this story in a series and i won't i don't have any plans of playing the game beforehand or even watching gameplay uh so my first introduction to these characters will be pedro pascal and and all the other talented cast and crew that's involved uh, with this series. I have heard incredible things about The Last of Us storyline, though, so I know that's really exciting because some people swear up and down that this is the greatest story ever told in video game format, and I can't wait to see that, and I do think that HBO is probably the best uh, producer platform to do a show like this, so I cannot wait to see The Last of Us, and this image got me pretty stoked. And I also thought that the image was straight pulled from the game when I originally saw it. So I don't know. I think that speaks to how well these two uh, actors, performers portray the video game characters. DJ, what did you think of this Last of Us image that was making its rounds? Well, first of all, I've never played the game, but I do hear amazing things about the story. And so because I hear amazing things about the story, I am a little bit more excited for this uh, the series than I probably would have been otherwise. 
if, if I never heard anybody talk about it, I'd be like, whatever, just I don't care because I want him to be a Mandalorian. And let's sure. be honest, for me personally, the only reason I'm talking about this right now is because it, it is preventing him from being a Mandalorian full time, which bugs the absolute fire out of me. Um, we, I think we should have just had Brandon Wayne be the Mandalorian the whole time at this point, you know, um, that's, I mean, Pedro Pascal is great. I love his voice of the Mandalorian, but I just would have preferred him to just not be in it at this point, which may be a hot take for some people, but, um, we'll leave that for another time. That um, is, that is definitely a hot take, my friend. Definitely. I, I'm just saying, you know, we are even freaking John Carlos Esposito on, on the Emmy's red carpet straight up said, we don't even need Pedro. <laughs> he said it biggest day we don't even need pedro and you're I'm not like, wrong you're not like, wrong he dude, did say you, that if you're saying you don't need pedro <laughs> then what have we been doing for three years now but yeah that's beside the point i so, don't know see oh gosh okay never mind we'll hold off we, we need to save that for mando talk <laughs> that's on me but as far, no, as, the good. La- as, good. far as the last of us goes i've seen people talk about how this image that you had of just a moment ago yeah, is like yeah almost a full-on like perfect pull from the game they said the wardrobe the backpack everything was just like perfect so man and it took me a second to notice the crashed plane in the background yeah me too i i I thought it was just like i don't even know what i thought it was i was like oh there's something oh that's like like a debris of something and i'm right like because i know absolutely nothing about this story you Mm -hmm. saying it's a crash plane i'm like oh okay it's a crash (laughs) plane like i i have no idea so yeah but anyway, I, I think it'll be good. You know, why not? You know, HBO Max, they, they've done well with other stuff. Mm-hmm. Why not? You know, I mean, it sounds like a good time. Yeah, I'm pretty excited to see that show. But we are now ready to get to our main topic. We put it at the very end of our show uh, this week. I, I apologize for those of you that clicked this episode to check it out. But hey, we got you here now. So we got you. <laughs> uh-huh. Stick around uh, for other episodes. And we appreciate you listening up to this point. But DJ, why don't you lead the way? Because sure. um, I have a feeling that my opinions on what if are, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Why don't you lead the way with what if? Well, I want everybody to know that when I made these show notes, I told Caleb on Discord <laughs> and Twitter and through our Google Doc for uh-huh. our show notes, do not read the show notes unless you're caught up on what if, which if yeah. I'm being perfectly honest, it was my Caleb, hurry up and watch it so we can talk about it. Oh, no, I read between the lines on that. <laughs> I, I Don't know worry. You did. I, I read know between you did. the lines. <laughs> I know you did. And I, and I bet they, you were absolutely not salty whatsoever about that. But <laughs> no, I was just picking on Caleb. We're bros here. I like to, I like to, we pick on each other. So it's all fun. But at the same time, I, I really think that the last two episodes of What If, really episode six with the, the Killmonger episode. Sure. By now, and by most, the way, spoilers, spoilers yeah. at this point for What If. Yeah. Anyway, and, I, I just and, wanted to make sure I threw that out there. Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. You're good. And I should have done that. But, you know, the Killmonger episode last week, yeah, I could take or leave it. Not a big deal. And I, I said that last week on Geekverse. I'm like, yeah, I could take or leave it. Not a big deal for me. However, okay. for this for this week's episode, this is the one that I really want to focus on because it is probably one of the most anticipated episodes of What If, in my opinion, up to this point. Okay, um, the could, the the Thor one this past week. Yes, episode the, seven. The throwing throwing the parties. Absolutely. Okay. I think okay. Let's what let's comes, hear what you got. What this whole story, first of all, not a massive fan of Jane Foster just becoming what I will I will borrow a phrase from Nacho Libre making Jane Foster a floozy. I, <laughs> I, I don't like that because yeah. let's face it, 
Natalie Portman is Padme Amidala, and how dare you mistreat the queen? Um, Facts. I'm just Preach. gonna. Throw that. I'm just going. I mean, come on. I mean, say something about the prequels, you know. But uh, that's a throwback to that say SNL chest right here all day. But at the same time, I kind of understood what they were doing. I didn't like uh-huh. it, but that's what they did. Where I finally got interested in this story was when Thor's mom showed up. And I was okay. like, that is that is great. Uh, I thought that was fantastic as far as that goes. But I'm gonna give a quick little spoilery uh not it's totally a spoiler just the last five seconds of this episode sure yeah it ended with thor asking jane out on a proper date i respect that i wish she'd have done that in the first place whatever but before he could like even walk four steps away from her this out of this cloud of dust steps out the ultimate evil combination of vision and ultron flanked by ultron bots that we saw in age of ultron which if i'm honestly it's just ultron because Ultron was trying to become Vision and out of everything that happened in Age of Ultron, you've seen it, you know, mm-hmm. you know, Vision is basically born. But this is Ultron fully immersed and fully imagined. Mm-hmm. That's where tomorrow's episode is going. Yep. And that's what I'm excited about. That's why I think this is such an important episode and what if. And okay. if, if previous speculation from myself and the rest of the internet is on point, we are going to see some team ups happening from the universe that we've already received this year in the season of what mm. if. So with that being said, Marvel's released this image uh, to see what the next episode teasing the arrival of Ultron with the infinity stones on his chest and in his head. Uh, pr- obviously it's vision. So we're teasing this arrival of like the ultimate Ultron. Okay. He's adorned with the infinity stones. Um, meaning that the universes in what if could potentially collide, which I'm all for. So Caleb, I ask you first, let me get what your opinion was on this. On the past this, episode, this past episode. Yeah. Okay. Episode six, the Killmonger one. It's okay. I, I, I kind of enjoyed like seeing like that. What if scenario of what if Tony wasn't held prison prisoner and became iron man yada 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 that was kind of cool for me honestly but it it wasn't like groundbreaking or anything uh episode seven the one with thor throwing parties here comes a hot take i was not a fan of uh i am as somebody that has loved thor the most of all of the mcu characters there for a while Hmm. he has now turned into comedic relief only and that's starting to frustrate me to death if yeah. I'm being completely honest, uh, especially with Endgame, you know, Fat Thor, whatever, haha, funny, funny. Uh, but I mean, he did get he his wrecked, moment. He in Infinity shop, War. In Infinity War, he gets his moment. Uh, but I don't know. That's just my opinion. I'm kind of getting annoyed with this whole comedic That's relief funny. of Thor. So that whole throwing a party thing, like, yeah, it was cool. It was funny. But I will say, you know, there with the final five seconds, whenever Ultron shows up, I was like, okay, if they're going to keep toy, if they're going to keep tugging on that chain there, if they pull on that thread with these next episodes, which again, you alluded to it with the poster that they've released for this week's episode. I'm really hoping that these episodes are going to start connecting to each other and we're going to see all of these characters come together uh, in this multiverse of madness, if you will. Uh, then I'm excited. But so far, if I'm being completely honest, uh, I don't know if this is the midway point. I don't know how many episodes are in this thing. Uh, do you know, DJ? Nine? 
eight? Is really? Yeah. Because eight. next this next week is eight. Then I'm I'm gonna go say nine because I don't remember. Okay, I don't I remember apologize. either. I apologize. Uh, but if that's the case, uh, three fourths of the way through at least. Uh, yeah. It hasn't been a must see in my opinion. But with that said, if they turn it around in these last few episodes and they do make all of this kind of seem more interesting and connected to each other, I'm in. I'm invested. But I do think that it's it's taken too long to get to this point to where it maybe has lost some viewers at this point because that's where I was a couple weeks ago. I just now sat yeah. down and, and binge watched the past two weeks uh, because it just I don't know. I just wasn't motivated to see it. That might just be my own personal negative opinion, but I, and I've enjoyed it. Like I'm, I'm having fun watching it. Yeah. It's just not getting me going the way that I was hoping that it would, it would start getting me going. But, but you are correct that it's starting to get interesting. If they keep pulling on that and they incorporate, you know, Ultron being the ultimate villain in this, what if scenario, and we might see all of these different situations, uh, all come up together. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I, you know, like I said, I could take or leave the Killmonger episode. Mm-hmm. I didn't, and I, you're right, 100%. You know, we do not need to continue to use Thor as comedic relief. Um, and let's face it, Loki, the seat, the series, Loki, was yeah, so good mm-hmm. that to make Loki the butt of the joke would be the wrong <laughs> way to go. So, what do you sure. do? You take his brother and shave his beard off and make him a child, basically. Yeah, yeah. And that I get, you know, for a cartoon, I get it. But even then, it's like, like I said, I just I wasn't a fan of the Jane Foster stuff, and I also wasn't a fan of uh, of Thor at all in this episode until Ultron showed up. Right. And like you said, I'm I'm now more excited because I actually put off watching episode seven the thor episode Mm -hmm. until yesterday okay okay so i was like i I mean life gets busy too but at the same time i was like i don't care like killmonger i took a dive after killmonger which Mm -hmm. is honestly after watching the end of this episode with thor that's why i was like oh my gosh caleb needs to watch this like he needs to see what i'm seeing and what everybody's seeing uh so that we can get get ready for tomorrow's episode of what if because yeah with with Ultron. I mean, it, it is Ultron, you know, showing mm-hmm. up unless they name him something else, um, which they very well could. I'm Ultimate Ultron. <laughs> Ultimate Ultron. It sounds like a what are those all those old school shows where like the car becomes like a robot arm and then like the truck is the leg. You know what I'm talking about? It's like nope. a it's that sounds like, like an off-brand Transformers to me. It's I think it's called Voltron, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> but those Voltron fans out there, if I'm right, tell me. <laughs> but and if I'm wrong, tell me. I would rather be wrong in this case. But it's like sure. you're getting all these things, these parts coming together, and it's building this one big monster of a whatever. But I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> kind of deviated there for a second. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is, I think this is just one of those very important things that we all needed to kind of hone in on. Yeah. So, I mean, we've kind of already covered what does it mean for the What If universe. I would just go ahead and say that it looks like everything's coming together. I think here at Geekverse Reactions, we are of the same mind on that one. Uh, mm-hmm. Do we expect to see a major team up? I really freaking hope so. I hope so, too. Yeah. I mean, he's he's basically Thanos, but Ultron. And 
Ultron could have been a better character, but yeah. you know, the fact that we're going this direction, I'm just curious if it's going to be uh, Paul Bentney voicing the character, or if it's going to be, what's his name? Who voiced Ultron, oh, whose name I can't man. remember. He's from in the office from season eight of the office. Um, yeah. Although he's great. I, he's great as Ultron. His uh, Robert California was his name in the office. Yeah. Uh, but let me just Google who he is. Yeah, and, and shout out to Zach in the chat. We see you. He said, uh, we will as far as seeing the major team up. And he said, the Watcher will bring them together. And I'm glad that he mentioned the Watcher because I wanted to point out to something that I have actually appreciated about this show is the slow and slower and slower buildup and reveal of the Watcher. Like at first he just was initially just eyes in the sky. And now we actually see what the watcher right looks like yeah and, and his full personality or not personality but what's the word i'm characteristics if you will yes, it's not uh, just i like that yeah. i like that we've gotten this slow buildup of seeing this character more and i think that they're doing that for a reason like zach said about yeah. uh the watcher bringing them together i think that would be great to see and i appreciate zach letting me know that i was talking about voltron and uh, Ultron is a uh, voice, Voltron, Ultron, <laughs> whatever. Uh, they just rhyme is all. I thought there was something there. Ultron is voiced by James Spader, who yeah, that's him. Yeah, he put that. And Zach, thank you so much for putting that in the comments. I'm sitting here like, I need to Google that. I <laughs> sure I like, I no longer can claim I'm an office fan, is what just happened. But yeah, kind of in a way. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm re watching it through uh, Peacock right now for the first time in like a year and a half. So, like, uh -huh. bear with me, everybody. But, um, Zach, Zach, appreciate you, man. Um, but anyway, I, I think they're going to fight Ultron. And then finally, who do we hope to see? in the potential team up from what if like if we can go back over the last few episodes who do you want to see in this team up i mean obviously the first character that comes to mind is i want to see spider-man as always that would be cool I, really I, just any of them that they want to throw together i'm i'm down for I, i'm here as long as it you know it kind of collides and and makes sense i i've really struggled with like making predictions with this show because it's it's a new story every week so it's kind of hard to see the thread that they're going for so i don't want to sit here and get my expectations set uh, i'm good with whatever they have in store as far as a team up goes i would love to see peggy carter come back though i, I enjoyed she's that my first number, episode she's my number one on the list uh Captain Carter. I, I said this when we first reviewed What If, the first episode. I almost prefer Captain Carter to Captain America, which everybody who has said that to me is just, or I've said that to, they're like, what in the world are you talking about? Why Pretty on much. earth would you say that? Like, listen, I just love Peggy Carter. Like, nah. she's awesome. <laughs> no, she's great. She ain't Steve Rogers, though. Come on now. Well, I'll say <laughs> this. I like her more than Black Widow. I mean, mm. If Captain and listen, if if I get a standalone female-led comic book movie, yeah, Agent Carter all day. And I know we got two seasons of a show, but like Captain Carter is just like the coolest thing to me. But by, right behind her, Spider-Man, absolutely. And I want to see yeah. that. I want to see the Spider-Man from the Zombies episode because that was a very mature mm. Spider-Man. Agreed. And then last and certainly not least, Star Lord T'Challa. Uh, Good call. Star Lord T'Challa comes back. 
I'm all over that. So yeah, I would say that's my top three. Now that you said it, and now yeah. that I could think about it a little bit more, I would agree that those are probably the top three characters I would like to see team up together. Yeah, and I think that we're gonna see Steve Rogers, uh, Iron Man, whatever that was called, the Hydra Stomper. I think we might mm-hmm. see that because it's a big. You need kind of like your Hulk type character. Sure. Yeah. And he's kind of he fits that bill. So. Um, and Zach Horvath again in the chat says, we're going to see every focus character, which I honestly, I think that's a really safe bet. I think, you know? yeah, I think that's a good call. hundred percent. Well, that's kind of all I have as far as what if goes, you know, Caleb, do you have anything else you want to say about what if? No, other than I know that I've been kind of negative as far as how the show has been going, but I do think that, you know, if they bring it all together here in these final few episodes, however many we have left. I think it'll end up being worth it, worth the wait. But I'll I'll leave my negativity in the past, and I really do think that tomorrow's episode with Ultron coming in, I'm hoping that it, it gets legit real quick, and I'll leave it at that. So that ends our Geekverse uh, reactions uh, episode for this week. Uh, we appreciate those of you that have watched live. Uh, we appreciate those of you that are watching on the playback on YouTube, or if you're listening on your preferred podcast destination, we appreciate the support across all platforms. So like I've said before, I don't want you to ever feel like you're getting left out. We just appreciate any kind of support that we get. So regardless of where you're listening or watching, Thank you so much. And again, be sure to click that subscribe button, though, if you enjoy watching us on YouTube, because we are so close to that goal of 100 subscribers, and we would appreciate you getting us to that goal. Uh, I will leave it at that, DJ. I don't really have anything else to say, except I am excited for Thursday whenever we talk about Star Wars Visions some more. And uh, yeah, until uh, we do Geekverse Reactions next Tuesday, uh, let's talk about some Star Wars next, baby. I'm excited. I'm excited. There's so much good Star Wars stuff to talk about this week. It was like I'm making the show notes for Geekverse yesterday and today and like thinking, man, Caleb's going to have all the fun making the show notes for Thursday because all this awesome Star Wars news has come out. And so we'll save all of our opinions for then. Very excited about Thursday, of course, because, you know, our brothers will be back. Um, yep. it's always a good time when we have guests and me having been a guest originally, um, now bringing on guests myself is kind of fun. Yeah. So, uh, come back and hear our takes on that, but I have nothing else to say for uh, geek verse this week, but I do want to send us off with my favorite outro I could have ever come up with for anything. And that is, we will see you on earth too. <laughs>